stand as we read God's word together this morning. Our sermon text comes from James chapter 5, beginning with verse 7, 5, 7 through 12. We've been going through the book of James, covering every chapter and verse, and we're coming towards the end of it now. So James chapter 5, verse 7. Here James writes, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. That's hard. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble. Do not grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door as an example of suffering and patience. Brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no so that you may not fall under condemnation. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would open our ears to hear, and not only our ears, but our our hearts to receive what you have for us today. So may your word pass from the ear to the heart and into our lives, that we would then, in the liberty given to us in the gospel, live out the truth of your word today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Title of the sermon today is Patience and Suffering. I struggle with, with impatience. I'm impatient at the restaurant. I'm waiting in line, fast food, like this morning. I get McDonald's every Sunday morning. Oh, there's a big long line. Was I impatient uh, as I was waiting to get my food? I'm impatient with the grocery clerk that's moving too slowly. I'm impatient with the driver in front of me. The light turns green for some reason around here in this area. The light turns green. It takes people a long time to get going in this part of the country. Uh, the green means go, and go means go. What is this lack of impatience, or this lack of patience, I mean, in my, in my life? What does that prove? What does this lack of patience prove in my life? When I'm impatient... It proves that I'm not satisfied with the gifts that God has given to me. When you're satisfied with the gifts that God has given to me, it's it's impossible to be impatient. So I find myself impatient when I'm not satisfied with the blessings and the gifts that God has given to me. Or the next uh, slide, it's, it's impossible to be impatient when I'm thankful to God. It's impossible to be impatient when I'm thankful to God. And this impatience, you know, it goes much deeper than these funny things that I shared about long lines, traffic, and slow drivers, people who don't go-go when they're supposed to go-go. We all grow impatient when life is difficult. And so maybe you're, you're walking through a difficult season in your life right now. You're you're walking through something that's painful in your life right now, and and you may be growing impatient with God because you thought that 
that God would, would come through and, and, and maybe solve this circumstance and, and take care of this circumstance or make this negative circumstance go away, but he hasn't done that. Sometimes you feel like Job, right? In the midst of, of difficulty and hardship, wondering where God is in, in all of the difficulty and the hardships of life. So people are hurting today. They don't know where God is in all of the difficulties of life. They experience broken relationships. Broken relationships. They, they lose jobs and income. There are health struggles. My wife and I, we, we struggled with the difficulty of infertility. We grew impatient, wondering where is God in, in the midst of not being able to have kids. Maybe you're, you're uh, experiencing a health uh, struggle right now in your life. Maybe there's something going on in your body and you're growing impatient. Uh, impatience with aging. Grieving. I walked with a guy. I was, I was with him. His, his wife passed away. I was in hospice uh, care facility with him. His wife passed away. And two years afterwards, he was saying, why am I still grieving? Why am I still grieving? Wondering, when is God going to take away this feeling of grief inside of me? So there's so many ways that we, that we grow impatient. We grow impatient with God. We grow impatient with life. And the key in every struggle is to be, is to be thankful to God for what he has blessed you with. You may not have the, this one thing that, that you really want in life, but be thankful for what God has given you today. You might not have that, but, but if you really are thankful for all the things that you do have, uh, you, can be, you can be thankful to him. In the New Testament letter uh, from James, we gain some insight into patience and suffering. Actually, the entire message of the Bible uh, points us to one person. And, and you have this one person in your life today. And, and if you can't see anything else in life but Jesus, but Jesus, there you have reason to be thankful and to have gratitude in your life no matter what's happening today. So, so the, the only thing that you may be able to say today is that Jesus is for me and he's not against me. Jesus went to the cross for me and he won salvation for me. Jesus promises to be a brother uh, to me, to be a friend to me, to be a companion that will never leave me nor forsake me. In that you can be thankful. We're also taught that throughout the, the message of the Bible, that we're, we're given faith to trust that in our suffering, in our suffering, God gives some of his greatest blessings. In our suffering, God gives some of his greatest blessings. And some of you sitting here today, you know what that's all about. Because in the midst of, of a difficult thing that happened in your life, you experienced God working in and through that, and you never would have known that truth about God or that promise from God and of God if it wasn't for the difficulty that you experienced in your life. So in our suffering, God gives some of his greatest blessings. But I don't want you to mishear me. Don't, don't seek after suffering. Suffering isn't something that we seek after. You don't need to seek after suffering because eventually it's going to happen. It's the way it is in this fallen world. 
But the word of God teaches us that in suffering we experience the love and blessing of God. That he's the one who comes beside us in the difficulty. In these experiences we find that when we're at our weakest, God is our strength. And I've heard your testimonies of how God has been your strength in the midst of the hardships that you faced in life. In these painful times, we also find God's grace working through the ministry of the church. One of the greatest blessings that we have as we walk through hardships in life is the ministry of the body of Christ, of the church. A loving believer who walks beside you. A congregation that's praying for you. A congregation that speaks God's promises into your life. Maybe a life group that you belong to. Uh, and, And with this life group, with this small group, you can walk through struggles with other people who care about you. People who will cry with you. People who rejoice with you. God has given us the gift of the church as a community, as a community in which the word is preached. And not only is the word preached, it's not just about preaching, but it's about people also belonging The church is about being a family where we support one another through the struggles and the pain and the doubts that we experience in life. So if you're hurting, if you're hurting, come here, come to church. You know, I've heard people say this before that I didn't go to church because I was feeling really depressed and I couldn't put a smile on my face. And you know what I've said? If you feel that way in the morning, if you wake up in the morning and and you can't smile, the first place that you should go is, is to church. Because this is where your family is. This is a place that that is here that God has given to us as a great blessing, and we can hold each other up and support each other through life. So we have the gift of God's presence, his strength in our weakness, the gift of the body of Christ, the church, which walks beside us through the difficulties of life. But even with those gifts, we still grow impatient. So James, in James 5, 7, he wrote, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. So the coming of the Lord, here James gives us uh, another hint into how to have patience in life. Not only does God himself strengthen you in your difficulty, not only does uh, does God's church support you, we also have hope and we find comfort because there is something beyond this present world. There is a new heaven and a new earth that's on the way. Jesus is coming again. And when he comes again, he promises to make all things new. And he says that suffering will be done away with permanently. A new resurrection creation awaits us. And that's our ultimate hope in suffering. So you have the promise of God himself strengthening you in the midst of your difficulty. You have the gift of his church that walks alongside you. And then you have this future promise, this future promise of Jesus Christ who is coming again. And when he comes, he makes all things new. 
Revelation says that the old order of things has passed away, and he says, behold, I am making everything new. So James says, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. Then he points us to the farmer. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains? You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. The coming of the Lord is at hand. Bottom line is this, fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. You can't be patient in this life apart from the hope that belongs to you, the hope that is given to you in Jesus. And when you're standing on his promises, when you trust in Jesus, when he's your rock, that's where you can find contentment and peace and hope today. So the next slide. If I'm not content and thankful in Jesus, that means that uh, I'm probably going to grumble. How many of you have been there before? You grow impatient, and then what comes out of your mouth? Complaining, right? So James says this, Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Instead of impatient grumbling, James points us to the prophets. James 5, 10 through 11. As, example, as an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. So look to those who have gone before you. Look to those who have walked through hardships in life. And the Old Testament prophets do indeed serve as an amazing example of patience in suffering. And they not only serve as an example of patience in suffering, these Old Testament prophets also point us to Jesus. To Jesus. So look to these people. Maybe not the Old Testament prophets. Yes, read your Bible. Read about the Old Testament prophets. But look at, at those within this congregation. Look around you today. Look at those who have walked through life. Those who are older than you. Who have walked through hardships. Get to know them. Build relationships with them. And you, when you build relationships with, with people who have experienced more than you have in life, you gain insight and direction into how good and how faithful God is. But the prophets, the prophets suffered. But the prophets ultimately pointed us not to themselves or to anything but to Jesus. They foretold of the hope that is ours in Jesus. So we receive every gift from God through trusting in Jesus alone. So today I remind you of the patience of Jesus. Church, look to the cross. Look to the cross of Jesus Christ. When you look to the cross of Jesus Christ, you are reminded that God is patient. He is slow to anger. And he is abounding in steadfast love. 
God has every right to just wipe us out right now. But he's patient. He's slow to anger. Abounding in steadfast love. He is compassionate. And he is merciful to you today. What are you going through in life? What are you facing? What difficulty, what hardship are you walking through today? Look to Christ alone. And there you will see a God who is infinitely and profoundly patient with you. And when you suffer, doesn't mean that God is punishing you. Doesn't mean that, uh, that, that you're facing some sort of divine retribution. Just know that it's common for all people to suffer. It's common for each and every one of us to experience tragedy in life. And look to Jesus who gives you strength today, the gift of the church, and the hope of everlasting life. Look to Jesus. He is compassionate and merciful towards you. And then John, 1 John 4.10. Beautiful verse that teaches us of the compassion and mercy of Jesus. And John wrote in 1 John 4.10, And this is love. Not that we've loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son to be the propitiation. For our sins, and that word propitiation, there it is again. We talked about it last week. The propitiation, that means that Jesus is the one who satisfied the divine wrath of God on our behalf. To propitiate for something is to, is to try to satisfy a deity. There is nothing that we can do to satisfy God in our own works and in our own efforts. But Jesus came for you. He laid his life down upon the cross for you. He appeased the divine wrath of God for you. He is the propitiation for our sins. You're loved. You're loved. You're forgiven. God promises he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Trust in those promises today. Trust in him alone. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. I pray, Lord, for this congregation, for any who are experiencing hardships and difficulties in their life. I pray, first of all, that you would be their strength, be their strength and their weakness. And I pray, Lord, that they would also take advantage of, of this church, the community that you have gifted them with. And I pray that you would also fill each and every one of us with this hope that this world, this life that we're living today, doesn't have the final say, but that you have the final say, and that, that you are coming again. And when you come again, you make all things new. So strengthen us in these realities. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you've done for us. Help us to be thankful. Because when we're thankful, it's difficult for us to be impatient. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.